0: Welcome to the College Investor Audio Show, where we talk about the biggest issues impacting millennial money, from student loan debt, to side hustles, to building wealth. We will show you how to get out of debt so that you can build real wealth for the future. Hey there. Welcome to the College Investor Audio Show. So glad you're along today. We know that these are tough times, and so today we thought we'd just take a moment and talk about how to deal with student loan debt when you're unemployed. You know, when you are unemployed, it's, like it's hard enough getting out of bed in the morning, let alone search for a job. Add to that the stress of dealing with your student loans and, man, it's a wonder how you can get out of bed at all. Student loan debt and unemployment is not a fun combination. We wish we could just snap our fingers and make your student loans disappear when you can't pay them, and even when you can. <laughs> well, instead, we'll have to settle by giving you some advice on how to deal with them while you're unemployed. But before we go into it, the first thing we should do when unemployed is apply for unemployment benefits if you're eligible. Any income is a step in the right direction when you have bills you need to pay. Look up your state's unemployment requirements to see if you're eligible and how much you can get. Okay, then after you do that, you need to make sure your budget is in order and you're still handling your student loan debt. Here's our advice that will hopefully get you on the right path so you can focus on your job search. That's like the most important thing. So, special student loan programs because of the coronavirus. First, before we dive into the long-term options for dealing with your student loans, it's really important that we cover the basics of your options if you're listening to this anywhere between March and September of 2020. Due to COVID-19, There are a lot of special programs for your student loans, which will ease the burden of being unemployed. If you have federal direct student loans, your loans are automatically placed in forbearance until September 30th of 2020. This means no payments will be due. Interest is also set to 0% until September 30th, so (laughs) that means your loans won't grow either. Phew! Basically, if you're unemployed right now in a a federal direct loans, you don't need to do anything except take care of yourself and figure out how to get back to work. However, you do still need to navigate private student loans and non-federally held loans like FFEL or Perkins loans. Plus, you might want to make plans for what to do after September as well. You can check out a complete full article on coronavirus student loan relief programs at Collegeinvestor.com, and we'll have all kinds of links and resources as well. Okay, so what if I ignore my student loans, <laughs> you might say. Please don't. This is really the worst thing you can do, even if you're unemployed. If you ignore your loans, you might feel better for a while. Like There's nothing like a little act of rebellion to fire yourself up anyway, but it can severely affect your credit in the long run. After 90 days of not paying, your loans will become delinquent. The delinquency will be reported to the credit agencies, and you might start seeing late fees. You may also hear from your servicer more often, and that's annoying. After 270 days of not paying, your loans will enter into default. This is where the real harm happens. And default your entire balance becomes due and you will no longer be eligible for federal programs like deferment and other repayment plans. So you might ask, what do I do then with my loans while I'm unemployed? You probably going to have to talk to your servicer, but it's a good idea to come to that conversation prepared. And by that, we mean just being familiar with your options ahead of time will help you choose the right one for your situation. If you don't know what your options are, you're not going to know what to ask for when you talk to your loan servicer or if you try to do it yourself. Specifically, if you call your loan servicer and say you don't or you can't pay your loans because you're unemployed, they might offer you an option like a deferment or forbearance, but that might not be the best option. In fact, it's not. The best option for your loans, if you're eligible, is to apply for an income-driven repayment plan. If you're unemployed, Your monthly student loan payment could legally be zero bucks a month. No kidding. So think of this. Think of this order right here when seeking help. Number one, income-driven repayment. Ask for that. Two, deferment. And then three is forbearance. Here are some repayment plan options. Brace yourself. The following repayment plans can get very confusing. So we broke down the types of repayment plans, but this is not a comprehensive guide whatsoever, and it could get even more confusing on a podcast. (laughs) So bear with me. The U.S. Department of Education has a handy calculator tool that lets you see payment estimates for each plan based on your specific loans. Great tool. We suggest checking that out to get an idea of what your payments will look like for the different plans. But even though the numbers may look good, the other terms may not. So take a look at the following information to get a feel for the payment plans. If you're unemployed, income-driven repayment is going to be the plan you really do want to ask for. The reason? Income-driven repayment plans include loan forgiveness. So if you experience years of low income, your loans will eventually be forgiven. Second, income-driven repayment plans count towards public service loan forgiveness. So if you become employed in public service in the next few months, you can start working towards loan forgiveness as well, which is awesome. Okay, so here's kind of a rundown on IDR, income-driven repayment plans. So they base your payment amount on your income and family size. Then, after 20 to 25 years of payments, any remaining balance will be forgiven. When you're unemployed, you might be able to score a $0 payment. But don't let that excite you too much. (laughs) There are a couple of things you should consider before jumping into an IDR plan. Anytime you increase your loan term, you'll pay more interest over the life of the loan. If you make enough money down the road to pay off your total loan balance before your loans would be forgiven, you will end up paying more because of interest in the IDR than you would have in a standard 10-year plan. Income-driven plans require annual paperwork as well. Since payments are based on your income, you are expected to report your income to the Department of Education each year. If you miss the deadline, your loans will go back to a standard plan, and all accrued interest will be tacked onto your loan balance. Eek! If you choose to enroll in one of the available IDR plans, we suggest keeping track of recertification deadlines yourself. Well, we also recommend paying more than the minimum payment, whenever you can. The quicker you pay it off, the less interest you pay on it, and surprise, surprise, the sooner you can stop paying Here are some of the income-driven repayment options with just some basic pros and cons. Income-based repayment is an IBR. Payments are never higher than the standard repayment amount. Only plan available to both direct loans and FFEL loans. Keep that in mind. Here's a con, though, for the IBR. You pay more overall if you pay off the loan within the loan term income contingent repayment icr it's the only plan available to parent plus loan borrowers and the con payments have no cap even though even if they go beyond the standard repayment amount longest loan term 25 years pay as you earn which is a uh, -A p-a-y-e Payments are never higher than standard repayment amount, which is a good thing. And the shortest loan term is at 20 years. Here's the con. Only available for loans taken out in a certain time period. And here's the last one we'll cover today. Revised pay as you earn. It's the R-E-P-A-Y-E. Now, the pros are there are no income requirements for this one. The con, payments have no cap even if they go above the standard repayment amount. It's the only plan that uses your spouse's info, even if taxes were filed separately. I hope that wasn't too confusing, (laughs) but uh, if you're already on an income-driven repayment plan, when you become unemployed, submit a new application to recalculate your payment with your unemployment income, no matter when your next recertification deadline is. This is also helpful because your new payment, which could be as low as $0 a month, will last for 12 months until you have to recertify again. So if you do find employment in 2-3 to months, you can enjoy writing out that $0 payment for the remaining 9 months just to help you get back on your feet financially. Here's another very important tip. On the application, make sure to specify that you're submitting the document early. So your servicer will recalculate your payment immediately. You should also consider submitting your application using the alternative method so that it uses your current income of being unemployed versus using your prior year tax return, which will likely have an income and require a payment you might not be able to afford. Extended repayment. Okay, so this option simply extends the time frame you have to pay off your loans, thus lowering payment amounts. Remember, The longer the term the more you pay in interest to limit how much you spend overall we suggest either paying more than the minimum payment whenever you can or just switching to another plan when you can afford it you can switch from this plan to another at any time the same goes for the next plan graduated repayment this option starts your payments off small and they grow over time usually every two years Now, similar to kind of a standard repayment plan, you'll make payments for 10 years. And then after a few years, you'll be paying more than you would have on the standard loan to make up for smaller payments at the beginning. And you'll pay much more in interest over the life of this loan. Delaying payment through deferment. So for federal loans... If you'd rather not change your repayment plan, you can choose to delay your payments through forbearance or deferment. Yes, they are two different things. You can get an unemployment deferment for up to 36 months, but you must recertify your unemployment status every six months. Now, This can be helpful if you're still unemployed at the end of the six-month period of deferred payments. You also have responsibilities under this deferment you must be diligently seeking but unable to find full-time employment in any field or at any salary or responsibility level (laughs) even if you're not eligible for unemployment benefits or if your eligibility expired you must also be registered with a public or private employment agency if there is one within 50 miles of your permanent or temporary address finally If you are requesting an extension of your current unemployment deferment and you're not providing documentation of your eligibility for unemployment benefits, you must certify that you have made at least six diligent attempts to find employment on the most recent six months. Phew! It's important to note that interest will still accrue while your loans are in deferment in general but currently student loan interest is waived for the duration of the emergency declaration. As you can see, this option isn't nearly as good as changing your repayment plan to an income-driven plan. It, It provides the same result, like a $0 payment, but it requires a lot more work and you have to resume your old payments when the deferment is over. All right, now, finally, you can always request a forbearance. This should be a last resort and doesn't really make sense for most borrowers. However, it's the easy way to stop payments today. A Forbearance can be used if you've exhausted your unemployment and financial hardship deferments. Forbearance stops your loan payments, but interest on your loan still accrues. We really don't recommend forbearance because you're best served by simply using an income-driven repayment plan. However, You should know the option exists in case your loan servicer recommends it. So, you know, you can say no (laughs) and choose something better. Options for private loans. Okay, so let's talk about that for a second. Private student loans don't typically offer many options if you're unemployed. It just usually is some variation of a forbearance. Most lenders also put caps on the amount of forbearance they will give to a borrower. And remember this. Interest still accrues on your loans, even if you're not making payments, so your loan will be much larger after the forbearance is over. Ascent Student Loans offers a natural disaster declared emergency forbearance that allows you to postpone payments on your ascent loans for up to three months in the event of a natural disaster, local or national emergency, or maybe a military mobilization is declared by the appropriate governing agency. Citizens Bank For borrowers and repayment, you can request a hardship forbearance just by calling them. College Ave College Ave may offer an extension of the grace period for up to an additional six months following separation from school and up to a year of hardship forbearance over the life of the loan. When needed, forbearance is usually applied in three or six-month increments before re-evaluating with the borrower to determine ongoing need. Common Bond So they offer 24 months of forbearance for student loan borrowers. Not bad. Discover offers a discretionary hardship forbearance. So borrowers really just have to call and ask for it. Earnest borrowers, they offer the option to skip one payment every 12 months with prior approval. Earnest also offers a forbearance option and a rate reduction program. The rate reduction program provides an interest rate reduction for six months, which does lower your payment. Wells Fargo, they offer various options if you're having trouble making payments. They have this loan modification program, which temporarily or even permanently lowers your payments. They also have a short-term payment relief for two months or even a forbearance. You can just call them to find out more about it if you, if you have a Wells Fargo loan. And here are some final thoughts on this. You know, being unemployed is challenging enough without having to deal with your student loans at the same time. But just being armed with this information about what's available can help you make better decisions around unemployment and student loan debt. Now, the worst thing you can do is simply ignore your loans. There are options to help, quite a bit of them really. You just need to take action. If you have any questions or you wanna find out more because I know this could have been confusing the whole way, There are links to everything we discussed today to find out more about this at thecollegeinvestor.com. Take care. We care about you and we just want what's best for you during this time. Thecollegeinvestor.com is where you go. Thanks again for listening today and we'll talk to you again very soon.